The Golf Unfiltered podcast is brought to you every week by our friends over at Cog Hill Golf and Country Club. Partnering with them is probably one of the best decisions I've made because I love public golf and Cog Hill is the epitome of good public golf in Chicagoland. Featuring four championship golf courses, including the world-famous Dubs Dread, Cog Hill brings the best of public golf to every player that steps on its property every single day. Go out to coghillgolf.com to learn more. We're also brought to you by our friends over at WorldwideGolfShops.com. If you want to play your best and you want to look your best, go out to WorldwideGolfShops.com today to check out everything they have. They've got the latest equipment, they've got the latest apparel, they've got training aids, they've got accessories, everything you could possibly think of to get you back in the game and to play your best every single time. WorldwideGolfShops.com. You're listening to the Golf Unfiltered Podcast, your source for in-depth interviews with the biggest names, brands, and personalities in golf. Our mission, to keep you informed and help you enjoy the game even more. And now, the owner and host of the Golf Unfiltered Podcast, Adam Fonseca. Welcome back, everyone, to the show. Hey, that music sounds familiar, right? Don't worry, we're still in season two. I will be back in the next couple of weeks to interview more friends of mine in the golf media to ask them, what does golf mean to them? But in light of current uh, events on social media and a few topics have popped up, I felt like, hey, you know what? Let's just tiptoe back into the waters of how we covered things in the format from the previous season. Hence the, uh, the OG intro music, if you will. Something I've been thinking about a lot recently um, in the golf space is how social media in general captures the game and how we choose to interact with the game through social media. This has been a topic you've heard me talk about in different ways multiple times before if you're a long-time listener. But I, I just recently, there have been a few things that have popped up that have really made me reflect on social media in general. And I think it would be pretty tone-deaf to not suggest that you know a lot of this stuff has been happening in other part in all parts of life you know it's not just golf Uh, social media has become something that people live and literally die on and the overarching opinion that i hold and have always held about social media was that it's not a real place things that happen on it are not real but the reaction and the impact that the things that do happen on social media can have on real life is very real. And there have been a couple things that have popped up, a couple topics that really kind of put this in perspective for me. And so I went back and forth in my mind how I wanted to cover these two topics, and I I, I didn't really know how to do it. And so admittedly, I'm kind of just going to put myself out there on this and I realized that uh, despite me trying to be as diplomatic as I can on these two topics and I'll get to them in a minute um, I I hope that those of you listening to this realize that I'm just coming from a a genuine place here and I I do not mean to offend anyone so the two topics I want to talk about the first is a uh, very good article that was posted on golfdigest.com written by Joel Beal, on the topic of women in golf, specifically how social media treats women in golf. The other topic, completely unrelated, is uh, a viral 
tweet or video going around of one gentleman's father who was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis, MS, I believe in 2012, is what the tweet said. And it's a video of this gentleman playing golf. You know, and why I choose to talk about those two topics, well, probably not related in any way other than the common theme of golf. But for those who know me personally, and if you've listened to this show for a long time, you know that my wife also has MS. She was diagnosed many years ago. I I actually forget how many years ago now. She just turned 40 this year. And uh, she still has some limitations related to her diagnosis or as a result of the disease. And she is playing more golf, probably as a result of, you know, COVID and we're home together more. And golf is one of the things that you can go out and still do or, you know, early days of the pandemic. You know what I mean? And the reason I want to talk about these two topics is really because when I think of these two topics, I think of my wife, Kristen. You know, it's a tough balance to find in this game when you want to talk about it, and in my case, it's usually with a microphone, and you want to share opinions about it Uh, with like-minded people on a platform like Twitter or Facebook or Instagram, wherever. And the issue that we are all learning in recent months, years, not just on the topic of golf, but any topic you can think of, is that social media has turned into a really negative beast. It's awful. Absolutely terrible. I actually joke around with uh, some friends of mine Um, this is such a big side note, but stay with me here. We actually joke around. If anyone has ever heard of the, um, old philosopher Nostradamus, um, he always talked about the, the next antichrist that's coming, you know, stay with me, trust me, stay with me. And I remember that in one of his writings, um, which he referred to as quatrains, he, he said that the, the final Antichrist is going to be something that everybody loves and it was going to end up destroying everything. I believe that's social media. I just I give you that background just to kind of let you know how I feel about this, this piece of technology and what has become a part of society now. So anyway, I'm back on track now. The article that Joel Beale wrote in Golf Digest um, points out so many correctly points out so many things that are wrong with social right now, particularly how social media and the users of the platforms treat women. It also points out correctly, and I'm glad that they did this, it points out how Golf Digest also contributes to this. You know, they've got their articles about the wives and girlfriends of golf, usually published around majors or the Ryder Cup most specifically, where essentially the the underlying theme is that they're going to show men, who is the primary demographic that reads these these things, and full transparency, men are the main demographic that are probably listening to this podcast right now. But they're going to click on these articles. They're going to tune in for these th- types of things because there are photos of women. And as the article goes into, even when 
a female golfer or even just a female playing golf, someone that doesn't do it for a uh, living, you know, like a professional, uh, even if they just post a swing, the comments are always geared towards, or most of them are geared towards the, the woman's appearance, sometimes giving advice to pro golfers on how to be better, which I find to be hysterical um, in a bad way. And uh, versions of that. And if you don't believe me, all you have to do is just click on literally any article that, or tweet or social media post of that nature, and you'll see the comments yourself. So I'm not just making that up. When I go and play golf with my wife, um, and even if we go to the driving range, which has quickly become one of our favorite activities to do together, I know this this woman who I've been married to for 11 years now at the time of this recording, been together for 17, was a top-tier athlete. College athlete, played softball, played volleyball, could have played basketball had it not been for two ACL injuries. Maybe that's another story for another day. Absolutely one of the best athletes I, I've ever known. I know that she just wants to go out there and compete again to, to do what she can. And she's in, she's in really good shape with her diagnosis, by the way. She has some limitations with her leg. You've heard me talk about this before. She's got drop foot, which for those who don't know is essentially you're not able to use your leg as much as you would like. Um, but she could still go out there and she could still golf. And she's pretty darn good at it too. But I know, and we've talked about this, her and I, that when she goes to do these this activity, she's constantly aware of all the other guys around her who are looking at her. And in most cases, probably judging. Now, God love her. She's, she's the type of personality that could not care less. <laughs> I mean, she's going to go out there and she's going to do what she's going to do. You know, that's what I love about her so much, among many other reasons. And when I think about topics like what Golf Digest covered, as well as, you know, the topic of health, which I've talked about many times, you know, I always kind of have this weird dissonance that I'm never going to know what women like my wife will experience playing this game that I love so much and that admittedly she started playing to do something with me more, you know, to to be supportive and to partake in something that I love so much. And I'm also never going to know the challenges that somebody diagnosed with a disease like MS is going to go through. I have the first-hand observation of it, of both of those things, but I'm not experiencing it directly, if you know what I mean. And so, you I mean, look, let's, let's just call it what it is. You guys who've listened to me for a while, you know my stance on a lot of different things. I, I'm very left-leaning. I don't want to make this a political thing, but, you know, society, I believe that everyone should get a fair share. Everyone should get the benefit of the doubt. I, I wish there was more reform in a lot of different areas, blah, 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 blah. You know, a lot of you, I know, probably disagree with a lot of my views. When it comes to something like how women are treated on social media, or anywhere, social just being the context for today, it's, it is true that they do not get the same experience, or they do not have the same experience as I do. 
Now, I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I haven't contributed to some negativity on social media. Definitely not in the context, I could tell you that for sure, definitely not in the context of how women are treated. But I know that social media has turned into this thing where the more negative you are, the more engagement you get, the more shares, likes, comments. And in some instances, that could equate to real dollars. Money is the root of all evil, isn't it? And so when I was, over the last week, when I noticed those two stories popping up here and there, you know, and I, uh, I just, I couldn't, I couldn't stop thinking about my wife in that regard. And so she and I talked a lot about it. We talked about both stories. I showed her the video of the, uh, the gentleman playing golf, um, who clearly was in a poorer condition, um, unfortunately, than what my wife deals with every day. She could relate to that, and she expressed her opinions on, on you know, how she tries to remain positive as it relates to her diagnosis. And sure, she gets frustrated just like all of us do when we're playing the game and we can't do something that we really want to do. She might be coming at it from a different perspective because she physically cannot do something uh, as well as she wants to, and it's incredibly frustrating for her, but she continues to do it, and she has been improving. And then on the topic of women in golf, you know, my wife being extremely progressive, she definitely sees that point of view as well, the, one, uh, the point of view of the women that were interviewed for that piece. And so sitting back, thinking about everything that's been unfolding, what role do we play? What role can I play in this entire conversation? You know, on the topic, and I, I apologize for jumping back and forth to both of these different topics, but the overarching sentiment here I hope you can, you can appreciate. On the topic of women in golf, you know, uh, my wife had a lot of great things to say, in my opinion, regarding, hey, yeah, these women, they know how men behave, and they're going to capitalize on that. And even more importantly, corporations and publications know how men behave. The biggest demographic that read, both, that read these publications, they're going to click on articles that have attractive women, that have women wearing uh, less than fully clothed, I guess you could say, because those generate clicks. The comments to the article when it was shared by Joel Beale, the author, it almost felt like people wanted to go above and beyond to remind us of that. Like we didn't know that. And I think it's dishonest if we were to sit back and not at least acknowledge the elephant in the room here. You know? People click on it. That's why publications continue to do it. And that's why some, some women choose to go down that path to conduct their business in that way because people will engage with it. I'm not saying it's right. I'm just stating a fact here. I don't necessarily even agree that the fact exists that these types of this this type of content gets engagement, but that's what happens. 
And my wife, like, she points this out and she's like, I don't understand why a lot of people choose to selectively overlook that fact. I have to agree with her. I, I don't know why. Now, that is different. And I want to be abundantly clear here. That is different than, you know, Michelle Wee West, as she had mentioned, and I'm paraphrasing here. Please go read the article. But I'm paraphrasing. She had just she just gave an example in the article of she could just post a, a video of her swing for her hundreds of thousands of followers on social. Just a regular video of her making a golf swing. And the comments that will result undoubtedly from men have nothing to do with the golf swing at all. That's garbage. And I'm never going to experience that. So for me to sit here and, or for any male, guys, I'm talking to you. If you were to sit there and just say, oh, this, is, this isn't a big deal, or write it off as some other choose-your-term that you want to use that's been thrown around recently, uh, you're wrong. You don't know. You don't feel the, the, the eyeballs on you. And if you're, if you're a guy that, you know, goes to uh, play golf with, you know, your, your wife, your sister, your mother, whoever, any female in your life, they will tell you the same thing because they feel it. We don't. Well, and then a few days later, I see the video, may have been only a day later, I see the video of the gentleman playing golf with MS, and there was just this dynamic where my wife, who experiences many of the same, not certainly to the degree that these much more uh, popular on social media women experience, but definitely can relate, she's out there with her condition, trying to enjoy herself, to enjoy a game that everybody should enjoy. And she can't even get away from from that. Now, I don't want to go too much deeper. Believe me, I can. But looking at it from a surface point of view, Having never experienced those uh, those feelings, ever you know, not being stricken with a condition like multiple sclerosis, I I cannot comprehend what someone like my wife has to choose to block out just to enjoy themselves. And so to bring it back to what role do we play in this? We, we play the main role in this. We have everything to do with the way that people are treated. Because at some point you never know, no matter what you think your life is like right now, at some point it can change like that. Whew. Didn't mean to get a little preachy there, folks. But 
this is this is kind of what I've been I've been thinking a lot about recently. And it's hard to not um, sometimes look in the mirror and and sit back and think about all the the garbage that I'll put on social sometimes, you know, regarding uh, the PGA Tour players, regarding golf in general, you know, brands, all that stuff. And you know, again, I am not immune to the temptation to go out and just get the engagement. Hashtag content, get it out there. If I'm going to sit here and say that we have complete control over the way people are treated and then not practice what I'm saying, I'm the worst type of person and that's a hypocrite. And so I need to be better. And I'm going to be. And sometimes, you know, I don't know. Sometimes things happen where there's just that that right combination of topics that pop up that really, at least for me, cause, cause me to sit back and reflect and just ask, you know, what the hell am I doing? Now, we've got a small audience. I mean, we have a small but loyal audience here at Golf Unfiltered. I appreciate every one of you. Um, there's many of you reach out to me pretty regularly via email. I encourage you to do the same if you're hearing this. You know, Adam at GolfUnfiltered.com. We can continue the conversation. Um, you know, and I, I, I wish that, um, we could have a bigger conversation about stuff like this, because ultimately if everyone just kind of approached the proverbial table with open minds, open hearts, completely prepared to listen and have a, uh, a genuine conversation, I, I really do believe that we as, we as people have the, uh, capacity to, change a lot for the better for everybody you know the old phrase of it takes two to tango um you know i think applies to a lot of different areas you know i i am not a fan of one-sided arguments i am not a fan of not seeing all points of view but i think at some point what we've begun to learn about social media uh, especially is that only one point of view sometimes matters and you know you listening to me say that you could probably think of a lot of different examples in your mind and I'll, I'll allow you to kind of take that comment wherever you want it to go because I think it probably applies in the context of the two topics we talked about today specifically the um, the topic of uh, women in golf and how social media reacts to them you know to my small but loyal audience just be respectful. I know most of you are. And if we can go forward with that and just, you know, treat people the way that we want to be treated. That, that old adage that many of us have heard in different forms with different titles. It really just boils down to treating people the way you would like to be treated. Because, as I mentioned... As my wife has learned firsthand, sometimes you just want to go and escape life for a little bit, and golf is a fantastic way to do that. Let's not allow the pressures and the the garbage and the disrespect of real life that is unavoidable in many instances. Let's not allow that to creep into the game. And as I've said, and I, and I admit fully, 
that starts right at person one. And I, I have to be better with that too. And I'm going to be. I'm going to try to be. And hopefully if we all take that approach, maybe articles like the one that was posted um, aren't necessary. And maybe we can all just really enjoy this thing that is a game and is meant to be enjoyed. So I welcome your thoughts. You know how to get a hold of me on social media at Golf Unfiltered. And email adam at golfunfiltered.com. I appreciate you listening as always. I know this was a little bit more of a personal uh, episode. Hopefully I uh, came across um, respectfully in anything that I said. And we're all still learning. The education is there for all of us as long as we're open to it. And we kind of act as sponges a little bit to hear all points of view. It sounds like a pretty good way to live. So thanks for tuning in. Uh, We'll be back again next week. And uh, take care of one another.